Blog Talk Radio. It's funny because Zab was going to put that one on real quick for the people listeners. You're here, you're live, you're at UWC Radio, United Wrestling Council. Make sure you check us out every Friday. We usually go from 7 till about till about 8.15 or so, but tonight it's the show is loaded. So we're going to be moving. But before I put that one on, hang on a second. Let me put this one on here real quick. I put the We usually go with the siren, but since Conor McGregor got knocked out yesterday, we'll give him this one. Because <laughs> so many people were so upset that Conor McGregor lost ever, uh, yesterday. But real quick before we get into it, I got before we get going here, I got Naomi from Yards After Contact. For the people who've been with us for a while, you know we do the commercials. We do at least two every show for Yards After Contact, and we even had the the owner and the proprietor himself, Manny Pinson, on. And we talked a little bit about Yards After Contact and the stuff that they could do. So I want to get into that with Naomi real quick. Naomi, uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can. Hey, what's up? Okay, perfect. Hold on. We're going to get right to you in one second, but we got Naomi coming up first. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Then at about the 15-minute mark or so, we got Julianne Daniels, for the people who've been listening to us for a while, also know that I thought her and Pauline Pita Macias had one of the best fights that I've ever seen at King of the Cage. And as luck would have it, Pauline Pita Macias is going to be on with us towards the bottom of the hour and then towards the top of the hour. Missy Estrada, who is one of the seriously hardest working women in the fight to win, which is the, one of the biggest grappling tournaments that we have ever. So that's the lineup for today. But Naomi, I got to tell you real quick, before we get into talking about, I, I had no idea what Yards After Contact was, you know, when Mandy said, hey, look, man, these are some friends of mine. We want to bring them on as a sponsor. They have some good products and, and things of that nature. Before we get talking about what I got to see, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into that. Well, first of all, we I saw <clears throat> some of the custom shirts. Uh, Manny had some of the custom UWC shirts made with the logo, so I know you could put that on. But uh, let me tell you, I had no idea that this cornhole uh, boards are so popular. I know that they had them on ESPN. It's starting to become like this big fad for tailgate and stuff like that. So real quick, before we talk a little bit about these custom cornhole boards and, you know, all the, the nice stuff that you make shirt wise and things of that nature, tell us a little bit about how, what made you decide to get into this business uh, to, into making all this stuff. Um, it was in 2017. My niece, uh, Jaylene Nico, her and I, um, just started to come up with some ideas because at that time I had lost my job. So we had to figure out something just to bring some, you know, cash flow into our homes. So her and I, through prayer and everything, we decided just to do the um, T-shirts. And then after that, the cornhole boards came in by my niece, just sent to Tokyo. I did the big thing in Oceanside. So that's how we got it started. Right. And I got to tell you, this is, and I'm going to be honest with you. When we, First, all got together and we started bringing back the, the United Wrestling Council, which had been established for a while. So we also have a sponsorship with Paul's Photos. So Paul's Photos, 
okay, he, he, this is just me being honest. Manny comes up to me and says, look, man, I got Paul's photo. They're going to jump on as a sponsor. We got Yards After Contact that's going to jump on as a sponsor. And I'm thinking, well, well wait a minute. How, how can I tie in this to wrestling? So first of all, we had a, a, a really big uh, live broadcast from Paul's photo. And it was amazing. All the wrestlers came down and it was such a big difference about how like the, the specific lighting and the backgrounds and stuff, they took some really nice pictures. So a lot of these wrestlers had their eight by tens made and, and um, their, their action shots made because a lot of them do merchandise when they go to these shows. And I was like, wow, that really worked out well. Now to, to tie it all in uh, at the live broadcast, we play something called uh, chop trivia. And chop trivia is what it is. We have a prize table. So we have like stuff to give to the kids. We have action figures and, you know, mascaras and stuff like that. So I ask a question. And if you get the question right, you get something off the table. And if you get the question wrong, we, we chop one of the students or, or uh, one of the wrestlers or whatever from, from, from the United Wrestling Council. So Manny said, look, man, I have the, the custom cornhole boards not custom, but the cornhole boards, but they were just plain, just, just flat like that. And he goes, why don't we do it to where they, they, since this is the big thing now, they get four bags or whatever you call those sandbags. And if they make them, they can, they can have their choice. They can either get a, a prize or they can chop somebody. Let me tell you something, Naomi from Yards After Contact. It turned out to be the biggest thing that I've ever seen. Okay, well, first of all, I think it was Manny's daughter. She, she hit like two in a row. And I'm like, okay, do you want something? She says, no, I want to, I want to see somebody get chopped. So we chop somebody. Then she said, well, I'll tell you what, if I can make uh, three in a row, can I choose who gets chopped? And I'm like, absolutely. So she, <laughs> God, she hit three in a row, and she chose me. So bam, I got chopped. So, anyways, it it turned out that everybody who was there gravitated to that. It just turned into this whole. And I think out of about maybe ten or twelve. Uh, people who won only like two people took the prize. Everybody else just wanted to see somebody get chopped. So anyways, the point I'm trying to make is I said, I said Hey, this is really popular. So well, look, go on their Facebook page. Cause they have some really nice pictures. So this is what I thought. I thought, okay, well maybe they make like a sticker and put the sticker on the cornhole board. But man, when I went on your Facebook page and saw, you know, the, the custom detail, well, I, the one I liked the most was the Raiders. And then there was one that was like Beach. <clears throat> kind of like the, the symbol for, for Long Beach. So talk to me a little bit about that. It looks more like when I saw it, it looked like when you wrap a car, you know, with, with the wrap to, to advertise on that. It kind of looked a little bit like that. So tell me a little bit about these custom cornhole boards. Um, our custom cornhole, you're exactly on point right there. It's uh, the permanent vinyl that you would use on vehicles. It's the same type of uh, materials that we use on the boards. We seal it. And we have, like, really nice paint over it. Every detail that all the designs are actually made by my husband, Mark Pearson, and my son, Elijah. So everybody in our family all have hands into this. Well, and, and what about their not only making them, but how are their custom cornhole skills? I mean, can they drop three or four in a row, no problem? Oh, actually, I, we do have a champion in our family. His name is AJ Tokyo. He holds the cornhole title in Oceanside. So there's like a huge tournament that goes on in Oceanside. So he holds the cup for a championship, and nobody has beaten him yet. Well, see, we when we have the next big live broadcast, because we're planning another one, let's go and leave him home. 
because these people, once they start getting two or three in a row, they, I mean, people, they, you want to talk about some red chests? I mean, there was people walking around with some seriously red chests because nobody, they could care less about those prizes. They just want to see somebody get chopped. So I, when I talked to me and I said, man, this is, you know, you got something here. These are a lot nicer than I, than I am, you know, anticipated. So we say, hey, well, we, let's get a custom UWC one made so we could take to the, to the, um, live broadcast so that people can see. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So we're looking forward to having another big live broadcast at um, Paul's Photos. So we would love for you to come down. And not only that, you know, uh, you could bring your booth and show some of your, your custom cone horn boards and, and um, some of the nice uh, T-shirts and shirts that you had made or whatever. So we definitely want you to come and do that. Now, talking about the shirts, Manny, also, it's funny because on my commercial that that I say for you guys, I always say, uh, modeled by our own Manny Pinson or whatever. So he's like, hey, well, let's get some. I go, well, let's get some shirts done because same thing, you know. When we have these live broadcasts, people like to come and check out the shirts and stuff like that. And I said, make some black ones, some black T-shirts. And him and I both said the same thing at the same time. I said, well, wait a minute, we're both fat, so we need we like the button downs or whatever. So let's make some button downs. So, I, and I gotta tell you, not only because you're a sponsor. For, for this radio show, but I really like the way that those uh, button-down shirts came out. So, real quick, talk a little bit about that. Is there what's well, right now? This is how it ties into wrestling too. All the wrestlers sell merch. Like in other words, if we have a, a, a show, we have a VIP ticket. So that gives you thirty. You get in thirty minutes before anybody else does. So the wrestlers have a chance to sell their merch. So now we're telling the wrestlers, look, if you come down to Paul's photos when we have the live broadcast, you can talk to Naomi and talk to Yards After Contact and they can they can make you some shirts so that you can sell them. So real quick, talk about that. Do you have like a okay, let, let's say I'm a wrestler and um well I am, but let's say I'm a wrestler that comes to you and says, Hey, I need to get some shirts, some shirts made so that that um you know I could sell them. Can they come to you with like a drawing or something? You can say, yeah, I could put that on a shirt or, or how would that work? Uh yes, they can. Any design they have we download it and then we transport it to um, to a shirt or any apparel piece that they would like. So that's how we did Manny shirts, where you're shirts with the design that he sent us. So we just downloaded it and we just transferred it to the um, shirts that he sent us. Oh, he, well, so let me tell you. Process. <laughs> yeah, and, and they'll believe me. They'll they'll start coming to you once we do this live broadcast and you start meeting some of these wrestlers because. Um, I'll be honest too. I didn't think it would really make that big a difference, but when these wrestlers saw these pictures and how nice they were done, they started getting orders. They're like, Hey, well, let me get like, you know, 10 of these so that I could put them on my table. So since then they've been asking me also, Hey, if if we do have another live broadcast, can um, yards after contact come down, we could talk to them. Maybe we could work something out so we can get some shirts made so we could sell at our merch table. So there's a huge market for that, especially amongst independent wrestlers. So it's good that we have you guys come on as a sponsor and, and can really get the word out so that these wrestlers know and, and they'll come down and get some of that stuff done. And like for the people listeners, if you go check out Yards After Contact on their Facebook page, you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see the, the really nice custom cornhole boards that are really like the rage of what's going on today. So you definitely want to check that out as well as our own Manny Pinson, who's modeling some of the shirts that, that they can yards after contact can do for you. So we definitely look forward to that. Now I've been on your Facebook page, but you also have a, a regular web page, or do you just direct them to the Facebook page? I do have a regular uh, web that I transfer photos 
back and forth and continuing to share with different audiences. Let me see. I'm looking at the yes, it does say yardsaftercontact.com. Well, I guess I should look at my commercial, but yardsaftercontact.com. So we're gonna we're gonna direct everybody over there to check that out now. One, real quick, before we continue, for the people listeners, you're here, you're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check us out every sa- uh, Sunday now. For some reason, I said Friday because that was our old time, but Sunday from 7 to 8.30, and we're talking to Naomi from Yards After Contact. Talk a little bit about those custom cornhole boards and all the things that you can get made uh, from them. Now, personally, Naomi, this is just a personal question. Have you ever been to a independent wrestling show? No, I have not been. <laughs> have you ever been to a regular one, like WWE, or have you ever been to a wrestling show, period? No, I have not. <laughs> okay, well, you will be fully enlightened, because uh, we have one show that's locked and loaded. It's it's going to be at Paul's Photos. We have Everything's ready to go. We have the ring. We have the wrestlers. But with the COVID, we haven't been able to, to pull the trigger on that. So... We definitely look forward to you coming down because we have a VIP uh, section for you and for Paul's photos and, you know, for some of the sponsors from the show. And I'm telling you this right now, as we, as we speak right here on UWC radio, you will not be disappointed. It is a totally different experience when you go check out a show than when you go watch it on TV or whatever. So we're definitely looking forward to you coming down and checking out a show, which hopefully will be pretty soon. So about how, okay. If we, if we say, okay, Yards after contact, you guys come down. We have a, a spot for you in the VIP section. About how many people do you think you'll bring with you? Probably 10. Paul and you, okay. you know we have a big family. <laughs> That's what That's Wendy said. <laughs> he said. He said, hey, mark them off this section here because they're going to bring some people. So make sure that, that you – so we, we actually did. We've got a good corner for you guys out there. So we definitely look forward for you coming down. And check it out. But we will definitely, myself or Manny, will get a hold of you to come down for the the live broadcast for Paul's photos because it is so different now. It's just it's the atmosphere and and what we do and and you know playing the custom the custom the cornhole board game for chop trivia and stuff like that. It's really awesome. So for the people listeners, don't forget check out Yards After Contact. You can check out their Facebook page, or you can go to yardsaftercontact.com. All right, Naomi. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you on. And I'm telling you, not just because you're a sponsor and and you do so much, I really, really like the product. And I'm going to be honest, I was surprised. I just pictured a little sticker on that thing. But after I saw what they look like, it it is truly amazing. So we definitely look forward to having you come out and checking us out for a show and checking us out for a live broadcast. Okay, my friend? All right. Thank you for having me. Truly appreciate it. Looking forward to Abs- the event. Absolutely. And, and Manny will definitely be getting a hold of you so we can, because it's a lot going on, even though this COVID, um, which I'm hoping is heading towards the tail end, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. But once it's over, just be prepared, Naomi, because we've got a lot of stuff coming up, but we definitely want Yards After Contact to be a part of it. So with all that being said, for the people listeners, make sure you check out Yards After Contact. I'm going to do their commercial at the bottom of the hour so you can get all the information. And a million thank yous to Naomi for being on and checking us out. We'll see you soon, okay, Naomi? All right. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Thank, thank you for coming on, Naomi, from Yards After Contact. We'll be right back after this.
got to tell you, so good to have Naomi from Yards After Contact on. It, it truly was was really nice to see the, the product that they put out. You can really tell when somebody puts a lot into their product that Yards After Contact really does a lot. And I'm telling you, man, that uh, cornhole, whatever it's called, game board or whatever, is just off the charts right now. And so many – it, it kind of – I don't want to say it took away from what we were doing, but everybody just gravitated to it and they really wanted to play. And it turned out to be, we had so much fun. So for the people listeners, we're definitely going to go back to Paul's photos and do another live broadcast over there. And speaking of Paul's photos, Paul's photos is far and away the best store for all your camera needs located in the city of Torrance. They have the best prices and professional advice from beginner to pro steel photos or videos. Paul photo will take care of all your photo and video needs located at 23845 Hawthorne Boulevard in the city of Torrance. You can call Mark at 310-375-7014 and you can always go to paulsphoto.com. Paul's Photos, ready, willing, and able to help with all your camera needs. Yeah, make sure you check that out. We've got some, we got some good stuff planned in the future for Paul's Photos, so we look forward to that. Now, I'm getting, getting ready to call Julie Daniels. And, you know, when I put my guests and all that and they ask me, hey, um, uh, you know, what, what's up with this? And why are you always putting this person over and all that? And it's funny because when I was talking, you know, I, even on my Facebook page today, I put up a memory from King of the Cage. But let's get her on real quick here. Hopefully she can pick up the phone. Hello. Hey, Julie, it's uh, Fabi from um, the radio show. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How's it going? Ah, it's going good. Real quick for the people listeners, you're here at UWC Radio. Don't forget, we moved over to Sundays now, so you can check us out every Sunday from 8 to, I mean, I'm sorry, from 7 till about 8.15 or so, 8.30. And on the line with me right now, and I was I was just in, before you came on, Julie, talking a little bit about you, Julie and Daniels. Julie, how are you, my friend? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Good to, good to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Hey. Well, let me take – first of all, i got to apologize because um, I know we, we've talked a few times before, but uh, I work at, uh, for an outpatient surgery center. When I've been working for them for like almost – God, what's going on, 26 years. And with this COVID, the, the, uh, uh, all the hospitals, they got, they're so overrun with COVID patients that their surgeries elect, – it's called elective surgeries – have – they bringing them over to our place. So like, let's say you bust your leg up and you need pins and screws and all that. You got to come over to us. So we have just been inundated with, with people. So I haven't oh. had a chance to do to usually I have my research and what I want to talk about. I got nothing or whatever. Right. But let's No, me, well, you know, let, and just shout out to you guys and all the healthcare workers and thank you for what you're doing right now. Um, you know, and as far as me, man, I just, I appreciate you checking in. You know, I've, I've really just been kind of taking some time doing really focusing on kind of getting myself healthy, rehabbing some old injuries. Um, but you know, of course I can't stay out of the gym. So obviously, yeah. you know, grappling two, three, four times a week, you know, that's just my passion and I'll never stop, you know, and I think right now my focus and who knows what, what the world's going to be like, you know, this next year with tournaments and really hoping to get back out there and do some, do some competitions this coming year, you know, but my yeah, other focus is, uh, you know, 
training these kids. We've got some really great up-and-comers. We've got some young girls in my academy that I've really been kind of giving them a lot of my attention and my focus and time and energy just putting into that next generation of, of these, these young, you know, especially the girls. You know, they, they just they have my heart. I see, I see myself in them, and I just I, I really I try hard to, to be there for them. So I show up early and stay late really just to help these kids. And so that's kind of where I've been, been, been at the, this last year. Yep, yeah, but it's 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 in the blood. You know what I mean. Once once you get you get to train in, and especially when you start competing like you do, whatever. I mean, it's in the blood, and it never leaves you. And speaking about that, how you're saying, you know, I, I like to train the kids and and the new up and coming people and all that. That I, I coached high school wrestling for six years, and I if I had one wish, it would be that I could retire. And, and do that on a full-time basis because I got so much joy and, and gratification out, out of seeing somebody like somebody who's been struggling and then they, you know, they do so well, you know, towards the end or whatever, just to see how you've helped them grow. Now, but the question I have for you now, the, 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 let's say the, the younger people that you train, what's, what's the age? Because this, let me, well, let me put it this way. And I talked about this before. This is the problem I had. I, when I had seniors, you know, the, towards the end of the year, they I had a hard time keeping them focused because, you know, they're 17 and, you know, they start thinking about girls. And, and let me give you an example. These kids weighed in at, it was probably about maybe 6, 6, 15 in the morning, three of them. And they, they took off and I couldn't find them. I'm looking for them. Everyone couldn't find them. They finally, they came back. The, the tournament was at nine in the morning and they got there about 8.50. And I'm chewing them out. Where have you been? They went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles and ate. After the weigh-ins, and I'm like, what, what are you doing? That's because all we can think about was the food, man. No, <laughs> no, I know, and it, it is hard. It's hard to keep them foot motivated. It's hard to keep yeah. them on track. But you know, we we in uh, you know in our academy, we start them as young as you know, four, if, if they're kind of, if they can handle it, but we like to kind of start them at five, but you know, you know, four or five, six years old, they're just little, they're just learning basics and fundamentals, but it's some of these, these young girls that are 12, 13, 14 years old, that those are the ones, that's when you really start to see the motivation. That's when you really start to see the fire and the drive. And that's really when you can kind of start to tell like, who's going to be serious about it, who really wants it, who really wants to win, who can handle losing, um, you know, and that's, that's all part of it. You know, it's not always yeah. about winning and being being the best. It's about how can you handle defeat? How can you handle loss? Are you a good teammate? You know, and when you've yeah. got some of these kids that, you know, as they age and they start to grow into their bodies and they're 16, 17 years old, how are they rolling with the guys that are 12? You know, are they are they bullying them or are they helping them? Are they showing them? Are they giving them, t- you know, tips and, and helping them, right, you know, bringing them up? Or are they kind of, you know, being – so it's kind of those guys that – if you, you kind of see, you know, where is their, their motives, if, if they're a good training partner, if they're a good person outside of the, the academy, those are the kind of kids that I really like to focus on and help because those are the ones that give, you know, jujitsu and combat sports a good name. You know, we don't want right. the guys walking around with the puffed up chest, you know, hurting people. No, we're, we're the guys that, you know, you know, the little guy, you know, the, the kind of guy right. that, you, you know, you, that you stick up and defend, and, and that's kind of how we have that you know, kind of um, attitude in our academy, and I've, I really just, I, I like that. I like the humbleness of the martial arts, and that's, I think, what keeps me keeps me in the gym, keeps me going back to jiu-jitsu. It's the camaraderie. It's the family aspect of it. You know, it's not just, you know, 
brawling day in and day out. I mean, that's that's one component. You know, MMA is one component of martial arts as a whole. And, you know, I really, you know, that was such a big part of my life with the MMA and, and just the hard training. And I loved it. I loved the combat. I loved testing myself. But when, when it kind of comes back to it and, and you kind of need to reel it back in a little bit and focus on, you know, health and, 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 and longevity of your body and longevity of just, you know, your spirit being, you know, really being enthusiastic about going into that gym every day. You know, there are days when, when, you know, gosh, I didn't want to go in there and spar. I didn't want to get hit in the face, you know, but I don't feel like that with jujitsu. With jujitsu, it's like, man, I can't wait to get on the mat. I can't wait to put the gi on. You know, in our we're, we do a lot of uh, you know in the gi training. You know, no, you know we do no gi as well, but in the gi, it's just that's just the, the kind of the cornerstone of the academy, the how, where I come from, my jujitsu, and so to me, it's really important, and I really just enjoy that aspect of it, and so. You know, and yeah. I just, I've been really watching. There's so many girls out there, so many girls on the circuit now. You know, I watch some of these grappling tournaments, and there's just, you know, just endless names of these women, and I just love seeing it. And I really want to, you know, I want to be one of those names again that's on, you know, that's in people's minds. And um, so, I, you know, I know I'm still young, and, and I've got so much left in me. And so here I think now that I've taken a little time and kind of rehabbed a few injuries and, and really kind of focused, realigned, you know, with my goals and what I want out of life, I'm really ready to get back out there. So I'm hoping that we can get some, some good tournaments going this year. I've been checking the calendars, and there's quite a few things that have not been canceled. So hopefully we can all kind of stay healthy and keep our healthcare workers healthy and, you know, and, and kind of get back to a sense of normal, what we used to call normal, you know. Yeah, and it, well, it's it's funny that, that you say that because I have – Missy Estrada coming up at the top of the hour. She works with Seth Daniels at, uh, at Fight to Win. And when I had I had Seth Daniels on a while back, and that dude is so busy because he's got so many mm-hmm. Fight to Win tournaments going on. And when we talked to, I said, hey, you know, now you have one. He's had a couple of tournaments that's just all women. And I was like, man, to me, it seems like that wasn't even heard of before. Like, you have to have, like, Andres Galvao in the main event. He's like, no, man, let me tell you something. When the women, what I see, is a big difference. He said a lot of the men, they, they're more fo- – well, I know this guy's good at leg lock, so I'm going to try to defend this. But he goes, women, no filter. They just go for it. They uh-huh. don't worry about what your always, leg locks are. Yeah, they just – he goes, and to the me, women, you know – The women always bring it. We always have. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how it's been. And, we've, you know, I feel like I, in, a, in a way we've had to. We had to earn our, our spot in the light. And so we really had to bring it and prove ourselves because, you know, right. back in the day when it was just Gina Corona and it was just Chris Cyborg, I mean, that was it. You know, you really had to prove yourself to even be considered. You know, there was maybe one girl at every gym, you know, if that. You know, you were lucky to have two girls at one gym to even have a female yeah. training partner. You know, so yeah. I, I, you know, I, I see that. I And I, you know, just even watching the fights last night, you know, watching JoJo, uh, you know, I mean, those girls, they, they brought it. You know, they, they brought yeah. it. And it was just so much heart. You know, Jessica, I, tough girl, um, so proud so proud of Jojo for, for bringing home that win. And, um, but just, you know, again, in, in the MMA, in the grappling, the women, we bring it, you know, and I think it's not, not necessarily just, you know, it's not like we we're, we want to do it just to show every, I mean, we do it because it's in, it's in us, you know, some, yes. we're warriors. Some of us women, yes. we truly are, we're warriors. We have it in our blood. And, um, you know, so I'm excited and I would love to, I'm really, I've got my eyes on fight to win and I love that organization. And, you know, hopefully uh, when I'm ready, maybe they'll be giving me a call soon. So, yeah. Oh, 
Oh no, they they will find you. But you know, it's it when you say that, it, this is what I was thinking. It's funny because I was what I've had Sarah McMahon on my show a, a mm-hmm. few times, and and it it was funny because when I was watching that fight, and I thought about it because I I always thought you know, uh, Nurmagomedov is such a great wrestler. He's gonna take you down. He's mm-hmm. gonna he's just gonna wrap you up. But I said, well, maybe if they put him against somebody like Damian Maya, whose jujitsu is is just perfect for that. He he wants you to give him to the ground because he's going to move and right. he's going to he's going to her position. So when I saw her against Juliana Pena, that to me it seems like that's exactly how I thought it would go because Sarah would shoot in with that with you know with that glass single or whatever and get her down. But Juliana was just her her bottom guard was so active. You know she's throwing elbows, right. she's moving, and in that third round, you know, boom, it just it just everything kind of fell into place. So. Give me your opinion on that. You think that's that's who we would need somebody like that to beat Nurmagomedov? Somebody with the with the outstanding jujitsu game? I I, de- I definitely agree. Somebody that's going to be comfortable on the ground. Somebody that says, "Okay, yeah. you want to take me down? Let's go." You know, and yeah. and and like and just just to say, you know, props to Juliana. That win for her too. I mean, amazing. And I love her. She's such a good good grounded woman. I'm I, you know I know her personally. Um, yeah. So you know that was that was huge, but I agree. I mean, you just you have to be comfortable. You know, especially now with where MMA is at, you cannot be one-dimensional. I mean, the, the days of that are so long gone. You know, you really have to be comfortable everywhere. You have to be able to say, yeah. okay, wherever this fight goes, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be okay. You know, and and I, you know, for me, I think. You know, there's definitely, you can always look back, hindsight 2020, there's so many times where I said, man, I wish I would have done this or done that, and you just, you can't have that going into a fight or coming out of it. You cannot have any of those I wish I would have. You have to, yeah. you have to put it all on the line in your training camp, so when you walk into that cage or you walk on those mats, you know that there's nothing more you could have done, and then you just have to just go and, and, and see where the fight takes you, see where the match takes you. Um, and be confident in that. Be confident in your training. Trust your coaches. Trust they, that you know that they see what what you're not seeing from the outside. Um, you know, I just I miss I miss that too. You know, that yeah. component of it. Having having those people that believe in you. You know, when and especially a lot of us fighters. You know, we don't come from you know the best of families or the best of circumstances. And when you finally have somebody that believes in you. You know, when they you literally have people standing in your corner or people shouting your name. I mean, th- those are the kinds of things that those. Those memories for me, I mean, that's—I I wouldn't give anything to, to you know. I, I couldn't—I couldn't ask for anything more from from having those memories and having those experiences. You know, it was so valuable for me in my life and my personal growth and and just believing in myself and and I and that's kind of again why I why I, I do what I do with these with these new students and these up and comers yeah. and these other these young girls. I mean, I want to give them somebody that's cheering for them, somebody that believes in them, somebody that says you are worth more than, you know, just being a, you know, a pretty face or you, you know, you can be a strong warrior. You can be whoever you want to be, you know, and I think that's so important for all, for all kids, not just women, not just young girls. Um, you know, and I think that's, I think that's why a lot of fighters and a lot of martial artists give back is they, they, they know, you know, that one coach or that one teammate or that one person that believed in them gave them a shot. You know, so many of us have slept in our cars and slept on, you know, gym floors or whatever, you know, and it's just to have those people that truly believe in you. And, and when you do win, win or lose, you know, when you have those successes and you have those, those things, it's just these milestones that, you know, those, those are so valuable. Life experiences yeah. are so valuable. Yeah, it is, and like, it, there's no substitute for experience. And, and <clears throat> I've always, it, 
I've always been this way too. And it's, it, you know, I read Dan Gable's book and the thing that stuck out to me the most is he was doing an interview one time and he said, Hey, you know, I've always told my guys, I don't care if you win or lose. He goes, I just want that guy to come off the mat and say, I never want to wrestle that guy again. I mean, that guy gave me such a run for my money. And that's what I told these kids. I go, hey, man, I don't care if you want to lose. I just want you to give 100% and want that guy to come off the mat and say, man, I don't ever want to face that guy again. So that's what, real quick, I want to get one more question in because I'm running up against the clock. But now, are you still, is it Idaho where you're at? Yes, sir. I'm in Idaho. I'm in in, uh, Bellevue, Idaho is where my academy is at. Um, USA Grappling Academy with Lee Anderson. Um, That's that's my home. You know, I'll I'll never leave there. You know, is there is there a uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? Is that what I'm thinking of? There's a Coeur d'Alene, yeah. Coeur d'Alene, yeah, Idaho. It's up north, quite a few hours away, but we, but yeah. We we did a, a King of the Cage up there. I think it was uh, Trevor Prangley. Um, a lot of his guys were up there, and we did a King of the Cage show up there. I'm just gonna give you a quick story because I, I there's a question I want to ask you, but a, a quick story. And the fights were great. I mean, I think that it was such a small uh, area that 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 was a thing to do, and that place was packed and. So we did the show, and we we had to leave early, four o'clock in the morning, because we had to take a two-hour drive to catch to catch a plane to get out of there. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting, and we're waiting for uh, Terry Trebilcock's wife because she went to to this event. So four fifteen, four twenty, we go, and we can't go running. They go, hey, where are you? So finally, a little, a little about maybe four four twenty-five, she comes out, and we're like, hey, you know, we were waiting for her on the way out. She 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 put like twenty dollars in a slot machine and she ended up winning like forty grand. She hit the main jackpot. <laughs> so it's like oh my. So anyways, that that's just one my memory of quarterly Idaho. But the and this is a big controversy that we since I've been doing this. Let, let's say for the past maybe I'm gonna say for the past seven years or so. The big thing is. Um, you're in uh, in Idaho. It's not, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a great place, whatever. But when people start going to the next level, they start thinking like, you know, when you're getting, you know, maybe let's say three or four wins in the UFC, a lot of people say, well, maybe I might want to move to New Mexico and train at uh, Jackson Wink to get some better looks or, you know, something like that to, to improve. Um, do, give me your opinion on that. Uh, do you think that you should so you can get some better looks? Or, you know, hey, man, I've been with these people from the beginning. This is who I'm going to take, you know, with me to the promised land. Or Just give me your thoughts on that. You know, I think everybody really just has to do what, what's best for them and their lives. You know, personally, if your journey takes you to Vegas or, you know, Coconut Creek, Florida or New Mexico, yes. wherever, you know, those are top, top gyms, top, top people. You know, and if you can get in there and, and somebody's willing to give you the shot and, and give you the look and you're welcome to the gym, you know, and that's where your journey takes you, I say, go do and do not yeah. look back. You know, but if you yeah. have been given a chance by a certain gym owner or, or coach and these people believe in you and they've been loyal to you, you know, just remember lo- loyalty runs very deep, you know, and for me, I'm, I'm loyal to my core. Um, and, and my journey, you know, has kept me here in Idaho, kept me uh, here at my, my home gym that I started with. Um, you oh, know, yeah. but if, if someone else, if their journey takes them somewhere, uh, you know, I'm not here to judge, but just remember where you come from. You know, I think that's yeah. a very big lesson. Remember yeah. who believed in you when you were nobody. Remember who believed in you when you had nothing, you know, and so those are the things that if you are, you know, just on kind of a, a crossroads and you're just trying to decide your path, you know, just, just remember who believed in you when you had nothing. And, and, yeah. and, and it's very different when you're on top and who wants to be your friend and who wants to be next to you. So that's just something, you know, to keep in mind, you know, but if, but if you, if you feel like you need to take it to that level and go to one of those big gyms and if you are welcomed there and you've got a spot, 
you know, hey, the, the those people, you know, they're they're there for a reason, and they get seen for a reason. You know, those those when when the matchmakers are making the call, they've got those gyms and those coaches that they, you know, on speed dial. So, I mean, obviously, it's it's not it's a it's a good choice, but you know, just right. just always remember where you come from. Yeah, well, Deb, I don't know if you because if, you know <laughs> I'm a lot older than Julianne Daniels. I'll tell you that right now. But back <laughs> when when Tapout first got got. Um, the the deal with versus when they were putting them on the versus channel we we filmed a lot with them and and we were there when we were traveling and uh charles mask lewis he got a call from matt sarah and it was right before he was going to fight george st pierre and he had been tap out sponsored from the beginning and and tap out you know sponsored him and and you know with the shorts and money and and just being there for him so when he got the title shot from for George St. Pierre, I guess uh, somebody else sprawl or somebody offered him some more money or whatever. So Charles got that call when, um, when we were filming and they show it and he was like, Hey man, you know, no, don't worry about it. You know, no, he goes, Hey man, we're still friends and everything. But what they didn't see was when, you know, when they, when he got up, he, I don't want to say he was upset. He was just kind of more disappointed, but he told us when, when, well, we just kind of heard him talking. He said, "Hey, man, you know, I don't, I don't mind." I, he goes, "I can never blame anybody for trying to better themselves." He goes, "But I just want to be a part of it. I just wanted to be a part of it." And that stuck with me for years too. You know, I thought, "Yeah, it's true, man. You know, you got. I can understand you want to better yourself, but hey, man, don't forget. You know, we were there with you from the beginning or whatever. So it, it makes a, a, a good point as to what you're saying. But I got to tell you, man, regardless." I've been in this business for, for years. I started in um, 1998 at a little place over on Sunset in Hobart. And, you know, I, I worked for Tap Out for, for almost seven years, worked with Ed Soros for a couple of years. Then I went to On The Mat. I've been with On The Mat for nine years or whatever. But let me tell you something. When I started working for King of the Cage and I got that announcement gig and I was right up on that cage and saw the fights from that close, I had a newfound respect. And, and Julianne Daniels against Pauline Peter Mazitas was far and away one of the best fights. Everybody goes, oh, you're full of, you're full of BS, man. Because, and I'm like, no, I'm telling you. I would, you know, I, if there was a better fight, I would tell you. But I was there, and, I mean, it was just amazing. And I so had such a newfound respect after being – and let me tell you something. When you see somebody get hit, you know, like get hit right in, like, in that liver punch or whatever, and I, I'm like, oh, my God. Thank God I'm out here on the outside of this cage because I've seen some people just get oh, it's just Thank you, you, thank you. you. That that was a great fight, man. And, and yeah. Paulina, super tough opponent, super great yeah. girl. I mean, humble, sweet girl, um, and just a high-level athlete. And that fight definitely was one of the highlights of my careers, um, you know, so far. I don't want to, you know, give sell myself short. Yeah. Definitely one yeah. of the highlights so far. Um, and I just, you know, I'm so glad to have been a part of that. I'm so glad King of the Cage, uh, you know, just gave me a shot and believed in me, you know, and, and to be a young, you know, fighter and to have your name, you know, even though it's just a little piece of paper taped to a door, to have your name on a little dressing room door and all those little yeah. things and it, that well, to have somebody taking photographs of you and, and literally kids coming up to you and asking you for autographs and people wanting their picture with you. I mean, that that kind of experience you know, coming from where I came from, you know, I grew up in Las Vegas. I grew up, you know, not in, in the best area. So to, to come from that and then to have those experiences where it's like, man, I'm, I'm doing something healthy and productive and I'm an athlete and, you know, and people want to see me and people care about me and they have a vested interest in what I'm doing. 
I mean, that to me is so valuable, and I'll never, never forget that experience, and I hope to keep growing and building upon that. You know, I'm still here. I haven't gone anywhere. Definitely, like I said, I've rehabbed some injuries, and I'm on my way back. I'm coming back, and, you know, hopefully I'll do some, some invitationals, some grappling, you know, invitationals, and, uh, you know, and, and you'll be seeing my name hopefully soon, and, and I'll hopefully have some more news to check in with you maybe in a couple months or maybe sometime next year. We need to check back in, and I'll – Oh. Let you know. Hopefully, I got some good news and have some stuff on the books. For sure, for sure. Please, whenever, whatever, uh, uh, if it's a grappling tournament or back into MMA, please shoot me a text or give me a call. We will definitely promote it on this show because I want to make sure that that place is packed. Because I think oh. the MMA as a whole, they don't get paid as much as they should. You see these boxers getting twenty million for one fight. Like, man, go get him with right. go get him with a four ounce glove, and then we'll see who, who exactly we'll see or kick uh, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, I appreciate you coming on. Make sure you, you keep in touch with us for the people listening. Don't forget Julianne Daniels. Make sure you check her out on, on social media. Just put Julianne Daniels in your little Facebook search engine, whatever. She'll come up on there. Big things coming in the future. Hey, a million thank yous for coming on. I'm going to talk to you real soon, okay, my friend? Thank you so much, my friend. Have a great night. All right, you got it. Julianne Daniels, everybody. Make sure you check her out. We'll be right back after this. that is that a song? <laughs> it's funny because when i was downloading the music i put man uh i want to put some some acdc so i downloaded that and i'm like what the heck is this but it's on my playlist so i put it whenever i can but hey for the people listeners you're here you're at uwc radio don't forget you can check us out every sunday now from 7 to 8 30 sorry i'm putting this number in real quick and hey you know it's i'm telling you man when we have the ladies on they got so much to talk about and and it's true like they say they just they go there there's no filter or whatever when 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 it's when that bell rings they get down and it kind of showed last night on the fight so we're going to talk a little bit about those two when we get pauline on here but before we get to pauline don't forget we had naomi on at the beginning for yards after contact got to check out yards after contact printing service apparel and of course custom cornhole boards Check them out at yardsaftercontact.com and check out their Facebook page with great pictures of some of their work, especially the custom UWC shirts modeled by our own Manny Pinson. That's Yards After Contact. Get your custom gear today. I'm telling you, man, I can I could probably – I know Joe Rogan and them do shows that are like four hours long, but I can see why because you get to talking and, and it's crazy, you know? I'd go all day. Hello. Hey, Pauline, it's Fabiano. You're live on the air. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, how oh, are you? I'm doing so good. Real quick for the people listeners, don't forget you're here. You're at UWC Radio. Don't forget Sunday nights from 7 to 830. We had to move over from the Friday slot. But, you know, Pauline, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I got so much to talk to you about. But I was uh, saying in the opening how, you know, I work I work in the healthcare industry, and it's so crazy now with, with what's going on that we have been working almost like nonstop. So usually I have a bunch of stuff and I'm writing. I got all these questions, 
but I got nothing because we've been so busy or whatever. Which, to be to be honest, I mean, I hate to I hate to be I don't know stupid or whatever. I mean, I haven't worked this much in like almost thirty years in in the health industry business. I mean, it's just oh what any any hours you want to work. If you want to go work overnight, I mean, like you go, hey, um, I want to pick up a couple of extra. Okay, come on, and they're like, you don't even have to finish your sentence. So, anyways, I had. I, I had to put that out there because usually um, I almost didn't make it, to be honest with you. I was I was oh, killing no. myself to get here. But I'm like, no, especially my, my show's loaded, so I want to make sure. And, of course, when we have somebody like you on. So real quick, for the people listeners, you know, I've been, I've been talking about it for a long time. Um, Pauline and, and Julianne Daniels are two people that, that I – admire the most in, in this business and everybody's like how can you say that you've had randy couture and you've had all these different people on your show but but um i try to tell them you you don't understand what it's like and, and what it is to me is i've been doing this for a long time but when i got the gig for doing the announcer for king of the cage that's when the, i was like right there like i saw everything from the time yeah. you get there to the time you weigh in and if this this guy's uh overweight they got to redo the contract so they got to figure out you know when Rhonda had her first fight uh, at king of the cage that was like my second second time doing the announcing for him and she fought somebody named Ediana Gomez and she was four pounds over and they were going to cancel the fight and Rhonda's like oh no, wow. this is BF. so they had Rhonda drink a, uh I think it's eight pounds to a gallon so they had her drink like a half a gallon of water to come up just so they could meet to fight when I saw that, I said, what the heck is going on here? You know, or whatever. It was just so crazy. So when I say this, th- that's what I'm talking about. I see what it takes, you know, to get all this stuff done and, 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 to, and to get yeah. to work. So, so to, to just to prosper in this sport, to me, I, I have to admire. And to this day, you know, that fight, you know, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse. And, yeah, it was a long time ago. And, of course, everybody moved on. <laughs> but that, that, to me, is what put me on the map as far as, like, seeing – what it what it could get to as far as like everybody everybody went home happy you know it was just one of the great and to this day also I have never in all the fights that I've called had the owner Terry Trebilfa come to me while I'm sitting at the side of the cage and say I want both of them on the air because I want to make sure they both get on map tv and that has oh, never happened awesome. since and never happened before so that's what I'm talking about you know I'm not just saying it because Pauline's on the show but anyways you you know you you've moved on from then and and you know kept kept going and everything and then would, it's it's funny because that's a big controversy on my show too a lot of people and it's in the wrestling business too the pro wrestling business which I've been into for a while a lot of people are scared to get out of their comfort zone like in other words yeah. let's say you know I I trained at Delo Jiu Jitsu for years and then I said well you know what Harold Lucambio I'd like to go check his just to get some different looks so I went and trained over there for a little while just to get some different looks and some people are like yeah. oh that's messed up because they took a but some people are, are afraid and some people want to stay in that comfort zone. You moved out to, to Memphis, you know, which, I mean, when you think of the hotbed, you think of Vegas, you think of New Mexico, you think of Florida, but out there, you know, you took a chance and went out there. So to me, that speaks yeah, volumes. That's, 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 you're, yeah, you're, you're so secure in your, in your abilities that you said, yeah, I'll take a chance to go out there. So since you went out there, I know you started work. You know you you worked there, got to LFA. Whatever. Tell me a little bit about how that was. Just the transition, and then where it took you from there. Um, I mean, you know, because I lived in Nashville for almost a year, and um, you know, it was just pretty evident that 
like I just wasn't going to get like the training partners I needed there or just the, the training you really need. Um, and, you know, because I lived in, like, I'm from Los Angeles, but I lived in Colorado Springs for eight years at the Olympic Training Center. So I knew a lot of people out here in Colorado. So then I have then, <laughs> since then, moved to Denver. So I actually yeah. lived in downtown Denver. Uh-huh. Well, it's, 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 um, it was for the altitude? Easy. Um, Yeah, but the altitude is definitely one thing. But, I mean, they're just um, – there were just so many great teams here and like so many like yeah. great people to train with. Like before I even came out to move to Denver, I had flown out here and I trained with like Rose Namajunas and yeah. um yeah, and like you know, it was it was great. There there she always has girls around her to train with and and you know, Denver is just like really become I feel like a hub for big fight yeah. teams as well. So yeah. um and, and, and you oh, just go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, it just it just goes to show that that you're not afraid to move and say, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna move over here because I've trained with such and such, and I think I'm gonna, you know, just keep moving forward and going from there. Now, real quick, Nashville, Tennessee. I've been out there twice. Have you ever been to the Gaylord Opryland Hotel? Yes, I have. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> real, you know, it, it's funny because the company that I work for, they sent me out there twice. Um, in two years, because they have the big, uh, you know, you have to take certain classes to learn the, the different surgical instruments and, and stuff like that. I, first of all, the first time I went, I got lost. It was so huge. And then the second time I finally <laughs> knew where I was going. But I mean, that place, you can, if you go on vacation, you can actually stay there and not even have to go anywhere, right? Yeah, you don't have to leave. It's beautiful. There's, it's yeah. so cool. And it's indoors and like, I don't know. It's just a really, really cool and unique place. If I'm not mistaken, I think it used to be a theme park. Yes, yes. Now, let me ask you this question. When you went there, did you have a lot of people uh, that would come up to you and go, hey, uh, are you from California? <laughs> um, no, I, uh, no, I don't think so. I feel like I, feel like I look like I didn't belong, though. <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. It, 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 when I was there, and, and, like, I would be walking around, people would be staring at me, and I went to go eat. They have a Jack Daniels yeah. uh, steakhouse in there, and and somebody walked up to me and said, hey, man, are you from California? And I looked, I said, yeah, how'd you know? They said, we could tell. So the guy sits really? down, and he starts asking me, uh, do do I go to Disneyland every day? Do I go to Hollywood and sit there? And sit? I mean, it was just amazing. How, and, and let me tell you one quick story. We'll move on. But I was just so fascinated out there. Actually, I got two. I was coming back, and, and they have a, a full gym there, not not just, you know, a couple of treadmills, or they have a full-blown gym. So I worked out, and then I went down to go. They had, like, a little bakery or whatever, and I went down to I said, hey, it was close to 9 o'clock. They were going to close. And I said, hey, what do you have left? What kind of muffins do you have left? He said, I got, like, two banana nut muffins left. I go, all right, I'll take them. So I go, how much are you? And he looked at me, and he kind of, like, shrugged, and, and he goes, uh, you can just take them. And I'm like, no, no, man, I'll pay you. No, 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 just, just take them. You can have them. You can have them. So he, he gave me the most. Okay. But it's just so, they, I don't know if they're just not used to seeing people from California. Well, you know, because you don't see many people with tattoos, I guess, or whatever. And they were just like, you know, and, and plus me being there for a big surgical instrument conference, they're probably like, you know, what the heck. So, anyways, that's one like, story. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, it's just funny because it, it's so different out there. But, but <clears throat> right next to there, it is really is the, different is, out there. Yeah, very, well, very different out there. Well, right next to it is the Grand Old Opry. So, 
I, the second time I got there, you know, I checked in and everything. And the first time I had a room way on the other side, which is pretty cool because it's like a big atrium and greenery and stuff, really nice. But the second time yeah. I had my room right inside and to the right, like a really short walk. So I'm walking and I see this lady out the side of my, my face and it's my tia Lourdes. And my tia Lourdes what? speaks no, no English at all. And, and, and she was with her husband who I, I don't, you know, see him that much. I always talk to her. She would always come by herself. So I see her and I'm like, uh, Dia Lourdes? And she's like, yeah. And, and this is all in Spanish. So then that everybody stopped. And I said, what are you doing here? And she said, oh, there's a Chase Atkins concert. So we bought a whole package <laughs> to, to stay here and go see. And I was like, who on God's green earth would think that I would see my Dia Lourdes, who I haven't seen in years, it, it, in Nashville, Tennessee, at the, at the, I mean, it was amazing. It was it was just amazing. You probably don't, but it, hear, you probably don't even hear that often at home. But no, you're be no. I, 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 yeah, it was like a, a shock, but it's so popular. And if you like country music, no. you know, you can go down there and go check it out. But anyways, I'm just trying to say how different it is out there in Nashville, Tennessee, than, than it is out here. But anyways, so so like we were talking about, you moved on. And then when, when you went to LFA... I mean, just like, does like Ed Soros call you and say, hey, look, man, you know, we've been watching you. We'd like to bring you over here. Or how, how does all that work to, to get to LFA? Oh, you know, it was actually like a really weird process. I don't even like, I don't even really remember how it happened, but I remember, um, I think I was supposed to be on like a fight of mine, of course, you know, got canceled as I'm like going to the airport. And yeah. uh, and I and I, I we had just told Dana White, you know, like, oh, hey, that that fight's actually canceled or whatever. And I think he con- he got us in contact with Mick Maynard, who used to uh, be involved with LFA, and like that's I think that's kind of how it went down. Yeah, and and um, have you had very much interaction with Ed Suarez? I mean, have you? Or I'm pretty sure you got to talk to oh, him or whatever. Love, but like... Yeah, no, I have. I love Ed Suarez. He is awesome. Yeah. He is. Yeah. We- and he, you see this? No, I, I really, is, I really, really, really appreciate LFA. I only have amazing things to say about them. Yeah. Suarez and like literally the whole team. I mean, they're amazing. They've really taken care of me. And yeah. Well, the 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 point I'm trying to make is 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 the jujitsu community, the the MMA community or whatever. It, it's it's more turned to like a business now, but but this mm-hmm. is you know uh, my 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 radio partner and I from back in the day worked for Tap Out for for almost eight years. And when oh, everything wow. started to fall apart after Charles died, we said, you know what, we, we, we're going to move on. You know, everything's starting to go downhill. And people were like, are you nuts? You're going to quit tap out? And I'm like, no, you know, we're, we're just going to, we're going to move on. And two days later, we got a call from Ed Sorres. And he's like, hey, man, you know, I have my sinister brand clothing or whatever. Why don't you guys come over here? You know, you could do your radio show over here. I'll take care of you guys. And I called Sergio and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and he took, I mean, he took, believe me. He had to go look far way back in the warehouse to find 3X uh, sinister shirts and all that. <laughs> but he found them and took and took care of us and really, really helped us a lot, you know. And he was we talk about honesty. He was really honest with us and he said when when every when they sold the tap out brown to ABG about a year later he called me and said hey can you come down to Blackhouse? I'm like yeah and was totally honest with me. He said hey man they made me an offer I'm gonna take it. But if you want to buy Sinister Radio outright, you know, we could do that. But just very, very, you know, nice, you know, did it right. So we're like, no, we appreciate everything. So then again, we said, well, we're going to try our own stuff. And not even a week later, 
that's when on the mat, Scotty Nelson called and he said, hey, I heard, you know, Ed's so distinct. Do you want to come over here? I'm like, absolutely, man. So it's like, just, right. they, they, they take care, you know what I mean? They take care of each other. That's the, And that's yeah. how I got the job with Long Beach Fight Night. And that's how they got the job with King of the Cage. You know, so I, I that's why I, I work so, because believe me, man, it's so hard to do the show now and all that and to, with this, everything that's going on. But as oh, as a imagine. as a com- yeah as a community, I want to make sure that people like Pauline Peter Macias and all that get get the word out so that they can they can get that place packed, man, and 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 you can get paid what you're supposed to. But I have a quick question for you. I'm sorry, I know I'm rattling on, but once I get somebody like no, no, Pauline who knows what's happening, I want to get her on. <laughs> this is this is where I got in a little bit of trouble. Um, to me, LFA. Uh, when it was RFA and then it went to LFA, it was on Access TV, which was cool because yeah. you could just you could just on Friday night, bam, you put it on and you're there, and the guys get exposure. Same thing when I worked yeah. with King of the Cage, Mad TV, they get the even if you lose your fight or you didn't get paid that much, you still got that exposure. People can see you and see who you are. Now you have to download an app. If you, if you want to watch yeah. this, you got to get this app. And, you, and I pay I pay almost two hundred dollars in cable. Because I got to get the luchas from Mexico and I got to keep up on everything. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then I got to buy an app. If I got to buy an app for this and for that, you know, I'm I'm be spending all kinds of money now. In your personal opinion, because I don't want you to get in trouble, can you kind of no, no, see no, where no. I'm coming from? I just I wish we had, and it was cool when UFC had the the, the thing with Fox Sports because you could check out the prelims and then if you want to buy the pay per view, buy the pay per view. You know what I mean? Now, sometimes the prelims, you got to go to ESPN Plus or, or you got to buy the whole thing from there or whatever. So to me, it seems like it kind of makes it harder for them to get the exposure because you have to jump through so many hoops to whereas you could just turn your TV on and watch them and know who these people are. You, you kind of get where I'm coming from? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, my first two fights with LFA were on Access TV. And right. it was really cool because, like, literally everybody could watch it, right? Like, everybody that I knew had the channel and could watch it. Um, and then after that, they switched to UFC Fight, Fight Pass, which, honestly, like, it, maybe you don't get, like, the, like, I don't know. I feel like the exposure with UFC Fight Pass is huge, honestly. You don't yeah. realize how big internationally that, that app is. It's crazy. I mean, like, it, it like, it, it, you wouldn't think so. It's like, oh, you have to download an app and all that. But, honestly, like... UFC Fight Pass, like, Dana knows what he's doing with his company, and, like, it is crazy, like, literally, I, all, like, I'm, man, just being on UFC Fight Pass gets you so much international exposure, way more than you would think. <laughs> it's pretty oh, crazy. Oh, no, I, I, I believe it, absolutely. Well, let me tell you something, I, I refused, and then my daughter, who, who, um, is a huge Conor McGregor fan, said, hey, you know what, I know you don't like him, but I'm gonna get the app, because I want to watch Conor McGregor. And I'm like, are yeah. you sure? Well, I'll go halfers with you. And she's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll get it. So we got it. And then I'm, God dang it. I stayed up all night because I wanted to see the, the <laughs> after uh, thing. And then I wanted to see the press conference because Dana always gives such a such a good press conference or whatever. Um, I, I ended up staying up all night watching everything on there. So <laughs> now, just with that fight, now I, and now we have it for a year. And and I'm watching everything. I'm staying up. So maybe it is, you know, a good thing for for the fans or whatever. I just want to make sure that they get the the, the proper exposure yeah. that they need. So, anyways, you know, uh, I think I, it's just the way the world is going too. I mean, we're just in a transition right now in in life. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> unfortunately cable. I feel like it's like slowly fading out. And I mean, apps are just kind of like <laughs> what do you do nowadays? <laughs> 
Did you read my book or did you um, bug my house? Because that's exactly what Jessica said. She goes, Dad, you got to get into the 21st century, man. That's not going to happen forever. She goes, we don't have dial, you know, dial tone phones and all that. You got to keep moving up. And and now I see why. I, I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it. So real quick, Pauline, before we, before we continue, I, I, unfortunately I'm running up against the clock. There's, there's a, okay. a couple of questions I want to ask you. Okay. First yeah. of all, it, it seems like MMA goes through tr- like transition or trends. Cause like when it first started, it was all about jujitsu. Oh, he hoist Gracie and he's, he's snatching people and he's choking and blah, blah, blah. And then he had Chuck Liddell and he was just knocking people out. So people wanted to, you know, get their, get their stand up in order. So what I've been seeing, what's been happening, especially with like Max Holloway, I mean, his boxing was just amazing on that last fight. And then last night, Brad Tavares, uh, Oh, his boxing was on point, and then I see Joanne Calderwood, and and she mixed it up yep. with the punches, and then she throw it. I was like, it seems like it's starting to get towards back towards that trend. Did you kind of get that from from watching the last few fights, or does it it just doesn't matter? Um, you know, I mean, you know, I think I think it goes in waves, to be honest with you. But at the end of the day, I really believe that styles make fights. And, yeah. Um, and I can understand that because I know in my last fight, I really tried to strike a lot more than I should have. I should have just gone straight to the grappling because it was working, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was on that was on the Dana White's Contender Series. But, like, I think it goes in waves. And um, I think I, I kind of feel like people kind of, like, everybody will be striking hardcore. And then I feel like everybody kind of learns <laughs> what works yeah. and doesn't work in striking. And then everybody grapples, like, all the time. And then, they, you know, everybody figures out what works and at that time and and you know god if you look at the ufc now i mean even just from a few years ago it's a, it's a totally different sport it's, it's yeah. unreal how much it is just like changing and it's so it's so fun to watch so, i mean the the levels that are to this game now are just like they far surpass all like it's just amazing yeah and it makes sense because you're not going to go fight nermak demandov and say okay i'm going to wrestle with him you know what I mean? You're going to want to try to keep it on the feet as much as possible, you know, or whatever. So, it, it, I, okay, first of all, I was I did not believe in judo at all. I thought, judo. you know, I've, I've been wrestling. I'm just going to get you to the ground, and I've been working on my jiu-jitsu so I, can, so I can submit you, and then we're good. But when I went to a seminar for Rhonda's mom, uh, and she, yeah. she had a, oh, a big seminar out there. Really close yeah. Yeah, Anna, Anna Maria, and, and I see this little lady, and she just, like, she exuded this confidence, and my, my radio partner back then, Sergio, he was 300, I, he was pushing three bills, so we stayed, and she said, well, why don't you come out, and, and I'll show you some stuff, and I, I go, oh, my God, he's going to squash her, and I'm thinking, he's going to fall on her, and, and or whatever, but when I saw her dig those hips in, and she was literally holding them up, and then yep. I got them, flipping them over, I went, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I just really couldn't believe it. So then I went to Giovanni Varela's Anaconda Academy with, with Gokor and all them. And I said, well, yeah, I want to yeah. try it. And he did the same thing. He brought this little dude out from Honduras. And, and dude, when he threw me, I was like a firm believer in judo after that. So it just kind of shows that you do need to be well-rounded and don't think, well, if I have this, I don't have to worry about this. You kind of, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and, and I, <laughs> I like... That's the thing is judo is so technical. I mean, judo was created for a smaller person to beat a bigger person. Yeah. And so it's, it's it's so technical and um, 
I think I think I think judo is super underrated, honestly, because everybody's like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Well, look, I'm not gonna be. I would love to fight a wrestler. If a wrestler comes in on me on a double leg, I'm gonna do the complete opposite than any other. Most people want to sprawl and get out of it. You come after me on a double leg, I'm gonna throw you with a new Jumada. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just very very. It's it's funny when you say that because because when I was watching Marvin uh, Giovanni son and and he was showing me a video where he went to a jujitsu tournament and the dude kept shooting on his leg, and he would just base himself and grab the guy's belt from the back and just just uh-huh. toss him over and the guy was so yep. frustrated he, like he he thought that can't happen he did it again and by the third time he got mad and then he started like trying to punch him or whatever because he was so frustrated oh. but it, <laughs> it, it's just it's. It's just amazing how how much they're always in, just continually learning, you know, in this sport. That's that's why I like it yeah. so much. But anyways, you know what, Pauline, I gotta get you back on. I'm so sorry. It's you know, I'm running up against the clock. I'm already late as it is. But uh, when I have you on, there's so much that I want to talk about or whatever that I just keep going and going. So I definitely, hopefully, when when you get your next fight or whatever, if you have some time, please just shoot me a text or give me a call, or whatever, so we can bring you back yeah. on a little bit. Let's- Talk let's about just your... do it again soon. Yeah, let's just yeah, do it again sure. soon. I still have a ton to talk about, so yeah. let's do it again soon. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I get going. And it's funny because my boss that I have now, because Scotty Nelson has, has been my boss for years, and he kind of stepped back a little bit because he's he's doing some other stuff. But the, the other producer's like, dude, give him a chance to talk, bro. And I'm like, but dude, when I get him on, man, there's so much I want to talk to him about or whatever. <laughs> so, so hey, no, sorry I'm about kidding. that, Manny. But We'll definitely have you back on for the people listeners. Make sure you check out Pauline Peter Macias on her social media. She keeps, you know, everybody up to date. Hopefully when that next fight's ready to go, she'll keep everybody up to date on there so you can see what's going on. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man, keep an eye on her. She's got what it takes. I'm telling you, she, she's in there. She's training. You know, she, she's moving. She's not afraid to, to get out of her comfort zone, and that's why I appreciate man, I'm gonna somebody like I'm going to be in the UFC this year, so I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, there, there's no doubt, but we definitely look forward to it. So make sure you give us a call. Let us know for sure when, when uh, we can have you back on again, or I'll get in touch with you. And I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll block off like a half hour so that way you can talk this time. Because people no, are gonna go, go. they're gonna go. God dang it, Bobby! We want to hear from you. You keep going on and on, so we'll definitely bring it back so we can talk a little bit more. All right, my friend. Yeah, we will. We definitely will. All right, you got it, Pauline Peter Macias. Everybody, make sure you check her out. Big things coming from her, and I promise I'll get her back on as soon as possible. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, sounds good. You have a great night. All right, thanks again. We'll be right back after this. telling you i get in so much trouble for for talking so much but when i get these people on you know i, I like to get i like to get their thoughts and, and there's so much going on hello hello missy it's fabi you're alive on the air can you hear me yes sir Ah, real quick for the people listeners, you're here, you're at UWC Radio. Don't forget you can check us out every Sunday night from now on from 7. I usually go from 7 till about 8, 8.15, but the show was so loaded today that I had to go ahead and, and book a little bit extra because on the line with me right now is Missy Estrada, one of the main – but I'm telling you, uh, people have no idea what it takes to put these shows together, and she is an integral part 
of Fight to Win. But real quick, Missy, how are you? I know you guys are so busy. How are you doing right now? I'm doing pretty good right now. We have a, a small little break in between our Miami shows. Um, but on Thursday, I'll head back to Miami for uh, show number 162, which is going to be our first all-female card ever. Yes, and it's funny. We were just talking about that because I had um, Pauline Peter Macias on, and then I had Julianne. Yeah, Peter's dope. Her. I love her. And that's that's what they were talking about. I was. It's funny because I, I want to talk a little bit about about the the past couple of shows. But when I had Seth on a while back, because this is before you know everything just really started moving, and he was you know busy all the time. He he talked about that. He said, "Yeah, you know, I'd like to have an all women's." Uh, uh, tournament or fight to win, he said, because they're on a different level. He goes, when these jujitsu guys, uh, like let's say their cyborg is going to go against this guy, and he's thinking, well, this guy's got good leg lock, so I'm going to try to avoid that. He goes, the women don't care. They're coming straight ahead. They don't care what your specialty is. They're just going to come straight at you, and it always makes for a good a good fight. Would would you agree with that? I completely agree. Girls are a lot meaner on the mats. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. That's exactly what they said when, when when they were on here, and they believe me, they they look forward to it, and and it it's funny because they said uh, Pauline in particular. This is before because I just had her on, but when I was talking to her before, she goes, I I am so happy that that there can be a fight to win or something like that to where you can actually compete in jujitsu and get paid, you know. And it was funny because when I was reading. And you know, doing my research and stuff and getting ready to have you on, there was something on there that said, man, when, when I gave somebody their check, they, they brought them to tears because they couldn't believe that they're finally doing a tournament and they're actually getting paid you know, to, to do jujitsu. So real exactly. quick, talk a little bit about that. What did it take to get you to the guys to that level to where you can actually start making sure these guys get paid? Because there's so much, you know, especially for somebody like you, you got to make sure that their travel's taken care of and their hotels. And there's so much stuff that's behind the scenes. How, I mean, did it take uh, a couple of shows to where people saw that you guys got a good thing going here and started to want to jump on as a sponsor? Or did you have to go like out looking for them and try to get some people to back you? How did all that come about? Um, at first, it was hard to get people to kind of buy into what we were doing, but Cyborg was a big help on that. Um, him and, and Raphael were, were huge when they came to be on the show, and uh, Andre was a huge help in making it, you know, super legit for people to want to, to do themselves. So um, once we were able to do that, we were able to start selling tickets, and uh, yeah. we were able to kind of create a, create a really good business structure to, to to make it sustainable. You know, there's a lot yeah. of other people that jump into it without, you know, the business knowledge. And we wanted to make sure that we really thought about all the financials and, and try to really learn from everything that we were doing. So part of what me and Seth have always done since the beginning, beginning of, you know, writing names on brackets back in, you know, the 2000s, yeah. after every event, we, we ask each other, what, what could we have done better? What did we do? What was the worst? What was the best? What went wrong? What went right? How can we make the next one better? And that's yeah. what we just did, you know, the, the whole time. Yeah. So, and now here we are, the pandemic gave us different challenges and that was another chapter to that. But, you know, here we are now and we're still pushing the pace. Yeah, well, that's what's amazing that even during this pandemic, you know, that you're able to, to, to do these and have people come and attend and to, and to fight and to get it on, on these uh uh, platforms where people can see them, but it, it's it's true, like you said. I've been working for Scotty Nelson from On the Mat for almost nine years now. And when we first came over from from 
sinister and tap out, he said, hey, man, if you guys are going to come over here, because we've, we've been wrestlers and we've always uh, fought with no gi or whatever, he goes, you guys are going to have to put the gi on and train in the gi. And I'm like, what? So it sucked, man. I hate it. It's such a, a transition. You know, <laughs> I hate it every minute. But we had to do it because if we're going to be doing a radio show and, and representing on the mat, he wanted to make sure. So the second huge gig that we had was the Jiu-Jitsu Expo that was in Long Beach. And that's when we first saw Rafael Lovato Jr. in person. And when I saw he, one of the guys didn't show up to do a seminar, so he he took over. So he said, hey, you want to come on out? And I was like, yeah, heck yeah, man. And just to see the stuff that he did, first of all, he's the nicest guy ever. I don't know what they, he is. He just, yeah, to us, he was so nice. But ever since that day, then we, we not to say we'd like to train the game, but we wanted to learn more and, and keep moving up. For so sure. when you say something like that, that's exactly set. And Scotty had the same mindset because Scotty told us the same thing. Get uh, Rafael's uh, sponsored by On The Mat. Get him on your show. Call Jeff Munson. Get Jeff Munson on your show because I want those people will legitimize your show, let you know that it's a real show, and, and keep moving from there. So it's kind of like the same with you guys. Once they saw that you were having legit fighters on that are going to put on a show, people wanted to to, to jump on and, and, and start backing it. So to me, I think it's great. But I have so many people that come on – on my uh, show, this is, I'll say within the last couple years or whatever, I have some like Jiva Santana, he comes on, he says, you know what, I don't like these rules, it's got to be IBJJJF rules, and it's got to be in its purity or whatever, but then I have other people come on that say, heck no, man, we, we competed at Eddie Bravo Invitational, we, we got paid, and it was great, and we went to fight to win, and it was and so I, they kind of go back and forth. Do you guys kind of get that and say, hey, well, make sure you put in some gi tournaments as well as, as uh, no gi or whatever, or it just doesn't matter. You, you guys are putting on a good show, and they don't care. Uh, we have both. We have gi, yeah. we have no gi, we have adults, we have kids, teens, we have masters. Uh, our matches are always evenly matched. We've built a lot of locals uh, to become, you know, huge stars. We produced ADCC last year. Yes. Uh, you know, we're, it's, it's, we're building the community and hoping to give people the ability to make money in the sport. Right, which is, which is what they're talking about. I, uh, Casey Halstead I had on from, from uh, 10th Planet great, in Vegas. Yeah. And he, he, he said, well, I used to train with them back in the day at Delos. And, you know, we would just, we would go uh, compete at Grappler's Quest or whatever. But then when I had him on not too long ago, he said, man, let me tell you something. I never thought that it would ever come to where you can, wrestling can be like, uh, you can actually make enough money to open up your own dojo and teach jujitsu and all that. that. That's how far it's come. And I was like, yeah, you know, when I thought about it, I thought, yeah, that's why it's great. For, for a fight to win and all that to be prospering. Now, I got to tell you, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my nose. I got to ask you a quick question before I forget. The, uh, I saw that you guys just had a, a show not too long ago, and I was, you know, I always check on Seth to see what he's got going on or whatever, and he's writing down that somebody sucker punched him in the face. So I put out on my, on my social media, hey, what happened? <laughs> Man, you should have seen the emails and the messages I got. It was a big fight. There was a, it, there was a bomb threat. Uh, they threatened to shoot Seth outside. I mean, it was amazing the things that I got. And oh I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think it could. But but you know, well, let's put it this way. When I used to uh, go to the tournaments back in the days, a lot of the Brazilians used to used to get into arguments or whatever because of, of their schools or whatever. But it never got out of hand. Is it kind of what's going on there, or did somebody just? There's always going to be somebody who's got a problem or whatever, to just kind of get settled, or what, what happened right there? 
well, there's a big rivalry out here with one particular team against basically every other team in uh in in the in the city when it comes to Miami when i say here i'm in Miami which is where we were last the whole month um right. during the teens match Achilles versus you know the other kid the other kids coach and and Wagner were having you know some words and the coach started saying some not so nice things to Achilles and Wagner got you know pissed off and yeah. uh, then Something happened with the lights. The lights turned off, and there was a oh, big, geez. you know, some kind of. I know it was just the. the it was like the movies. The best timing. The lights turned off. Uh, somebody punched me in the in the butt. Oh. <laughs> I thought. I thought, but it was really a water bottle. Yeah. So everybody just kind of started going crazy. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was not the worst. I mean, it was. It's fun. I mean, it's just yeah. you know, it's a yeah. fight culture. Everybody gets they get heated sometimes. To me, it wasn't that yeah. big a deal. Everybody, you know, kind of went their own ways. It got you know a little backstage action after that, yeah. but and then you know some outside in the front after that, but you know nothing bad happened. Yeah, I, it was like I, there wasn't there wasn't an actual like terrible fist fight or anything. Nobody got hurt. There was just a it's just a bunch of dudes and everybody's you know pushing each other around a little bit and that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, I get no, but there was no bomb threat. There was no you know nothing like that. You know, it was not. <laughs> there was yeah, there was no drive by, nothing like that. No. Yeah, somebody gets the story and just runs with it. But by the time it got to me, it was it was all kinds of craziness or whatever. But it's good to have somebody like Seth that that's running because you know he doesn't put up with that type of stuff or whatever. He's gonna reel you back in and say, "Look, man, this is what's. If you want to ruin it for everybody, you know this is what's gonna happen or whatever." Because the, uh, I've been in the jujitsu community for a long time, and it it has been mm-hmm. far and away the best. And I was talking to Pauline about that that earlier because when when all the pandemic went down. And Scotty called me and said, hey, man, we might have to pull the plug on the show because, you know, I, uh, with the pandemic and, and I'm out in Mexico working on the hospital and all that. And I'm like, absolutely, man, no problem. Within that week, so many people called him and said, hey, man, you know, you got to keep on the mat and, and things like that going because that's what we use as a vehicle to get our stuff out there. And, you know, well, what do we need to do? What can we do? And so he called me within a week and said, hey, man, everybody wants it back. Let's let's go ahead and, and, and bring it back. Or whatever. So, so right. the community as a whole, that's how they are. They want to make sure that everybody sticks together. We do have a place like Fight to Win so that you can show your skills and actually start getting paid and get it out there. So, so when things like that happen, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 you're going to get that testosterone and everybody's going to get crazy. But still, as a community, they don't want to see it go away. So everybody kind of comes back together. So I kind of know what you're saying. Now, real quick, for the people listeners, you're here. You're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, we moved over to Sunday. You can check us out. We're talking to Missy Estrada, talking about what happens, you know, trying to put these shows together and everything. Now, now for yourself, Missy, tell me a little bit about what a typical day is. Because when I, when I see, because I follow Missy on all her social media, and it's just like constant. She's going from here to here. Okay, as this show's finishing, you're already working on the next one, like you kind of said now. So do you, do you go home and start thinking, okay, well, look, we're going to – well, does Seth make the matches, and then you say, okay, well, if this guy's, I gotta get this guy a hotel, and I gotta make sure this guy. How, how does all that work? Does he give you a list, and you gotta start working on it, or how does it work? Basically, once he's done, when when he's going through the matchmaking process, as he knows I have to get somebody here, he just tells me who they are, and I just do my thing. Um, uh, <laughs> 
I have just, you know, uh, ways of making everything extra cheap. <laughs> and yeah, so he yeah. just kind of just gives me a name and then I, I just do my work. We don't, we don't do a lot of interacting. He just sends me the information I need and I run with my information. Um, uh, he does all the matchmaking. He communicates with all the uh, fighters. Um, he does all the venue stuff. Um, and I deal with like the day-to-day and the travel and uh, all kinds of shit. I couldn't even tell you. Like I couldn't even think of all the like anything. I'll pick up trash. I don't give a fuck. Like I'll do whatever. See, this is this is the point that I'm trying to make because because I worked for King of the Cage for for years. I was one of the backup announcers, and and that that's when I saw behind the scenes because people from Fight to Win they just see the finished product. When I started working for them, for King of the Cage, I saw that you got to get the guys there. And then the weigh-ins, if a guy doesn't, sh- if a guy shows up and he's five pounds over, you got to redo the contracts and you got to find out if the guy still wants to fight him. And then it's just so much that goes into it. I was like, damn, this is a really, you know, to do it right. There's a lot that goes into it. So I kind of see the same thing with you, you know, and Seth. Yeah. You got to make sure that the man, and you got to make sure this guy's going to be here. And hey, man, you got to make sure you're here at this time. And that's a, so it takes a, a group effort to, to get that to get that whole thing together. And as much as you do, you must do you have any time to yourself at all? Because it seems like you're just going from one to the other. But you must love what you're doing because I mean you're you're constantly in it and doing. It. I mean, well, that makes sense. You wouldn't do it if you didn't. But I'm just saying it. It takes a, it does take a lot, right, to get it going. It does take a lot, and it you know it is a lot of traveling, and I do sacrifice a lot of personal stuff. But the rewards that I get out of it are just beyond what I could could even ask for. So like, it's not even anything to complain about because I get yeah. I get to travel I, with my friends, I get to train with my friends all over the country, I get to meet everybody, legends of the sport, I get to work with people that I used to idolize, you know, back in the day. Um, you know, I'm like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm like an old M- MMA.TV moderator. Um, and so people that I used to know from the forums, I get to meet now. And it's just yeah. like, it's crazy. It's just, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's just a crazy life. I love it. I, you know what? I, I could totally relate because I, I saw, saw how it is. And, and you don't want to say it's a job because it is, but it's like, man, it's something, if it's, it's not considered a job if it's something that you love. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so yep. you, you know, you're, you're never going to be like, oh, I don't want to get up and go. But it's like, man, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, I'm going to, this guy's going to go get this guy or whatever. So it does make a lot of sense. But I got to tell you, far and away, Fight to Win has just been really one of the more steady and, and um, like, ones that you could look forward to because there's a lot that will do one show here and then they're off for a year or whatever. You know, it, it, it takes so much. But for sure. To, yeah, to be steady like that, it takes a group effort. So we here can appreciate it, man. I mean, I'm telling you, I, it, it it does take a lot. And it's funny because I used to be able to get Seth on now, and he's like, hey, man, I, I, not, I'm i nothing personal, but I just can't, bro. I got so much going. And then I got kids, and my son's got football, and I got to get over here. So I'm like, hey, man, no problem, yeah. man. Don't worry. But, but I said, any you got anything big coming up or whatever, please let me know so that we can advertise it because I want to get that place packed, man. I want to make sure that, that there's as many people as possible to come and check it out. But it, it's good to talk to you because it, it, it's funny how everything relates because when you said that about we had this guy on it legitimized my show, it's funny because uh, Scott, Scotty said the same thing. Hey, man, this will legitimize your show. And it was really funny. But real quick, there's one question I want to ask you before we go because I'm running up against the clock. 
this is what I was thinking. Did you did you get a chance to watch any of the UFC last night? Yes, sir. We sure did. Did you see Sarah McMahon I, and and uh, the Venezuelan vixen uh, Juliana Pena? I did not get to see it. Um, from what I understand, uh, Sarah was dominating and she kind of let it go. I didn't get to watch the show. I didn't get to watch the 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 fight again just yet because our stream wasn't working quite then. Um, yeah. So, um, but I did see that Juliana called out, you know, <laughs> the yeah. the goat man. I guess that's crazy. Well, what I was thinking when I was watching it, because I've had Sarah McMahon on my show a few times, and she, you know, she's, she's a hardcore wrestler, silver medalist or whatever, and she was in shape. I mean, she looked in shape, She and she was shooting uh-huh. that, that blast single and getting her down, and her wrestling was on point. But uh-huh. Juliana's uh, bottom guard was very active. She was throwing elbows. She was looking for submissions. You know, mm-hmm. she was really, really active. So when I was watching, I thought, well, you know, I think maybe that might be the formula for Nurmagomedov, that dude's a wrestler. He's going to close the distance. He's going to get you down, and he's going to wear you out un, un, until he either submits you or, or, or pounds you out. Um, so I was thinking, man, maybe it's somebody like Damian Maya who, if you take him down, he's going to work from his back, mm-hmm. and he's going to be able to submit you. For sure. So you think that you think that might be the formula for Nurmagomedov? Because that's the only way I see that guy getting beat. It could be. It, that that's a pretty good strategy. I mean, a lot of people, you know. A lot of people under, underestimate that guard power. Like some people, you know, obviously once you get hit, it, it's a different story. But some people's <laughs> guards are so fucking dangerous, man. Yeah. But with just watching that fight, for some reason, that was going through my mind because she, her, her guard was just <laughs> so active. And she was just – and to me, it, you know, all judges are different or whatever, but even though you're on the bottom, if you're doing that, if you're moving and you're looking for a submission and you're, I mean, you're not just laying there, I'm, I'm going to give you the round, you know? So it, it, for it sure. just, yeah, to me it was, it, it was just very, and probably one of the best UFCs I've seen for a while. I mean, the, all, almost all the fights were really, really entertaining. But anyways, Missy, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm running up against the cog, but it was so good to have you. When I got people like you on, I just, I want to pick your brain about certain things, you know, <laughs> behind the scenes and get these guys weighed in and if this person can submit this person. So we definitely look forward to uh, the next fight to win. When's the next fight to win? So I can write that down real quick. It's going to be this Friday in Miami. It's uh, fight to win 162. It's our first ever all-female card. Now, when you go to Miami, do you eat any of the Cuban food or like mofongo or anything like that? Hell yeah, hell yeah! I gotta get some uh, ropa vieja and some black beans and some maduros and everything, tostones, everything. Well, well, it's good that it's good that you're in Miami because you can have some of that Cuban coffee, and that should keep you up for days. I mean, I drink a lot of coffee. Hell yeah! It's good that you're out there. Well, we definitely look forward to that big fight to win coming up. A million thank yous for coming on, Missy. I really appreciate it, man. Like I said, even just you coming on that legitimizes my show because people want to know a lot about fight to win and and, and even the the two guests i had on even pauline and uh julianne daniels are like yeah man i definitely would like to go over there sometime and and test my skills because i would like to test my skills against the best grapplers and they certainly have the best grapplers over there so that that says a lot man i mean people know what's happening and it is getting out there so we appreciate you coming on all right my friend yes sir thank you for having me on and come out anytime Absolutely. Please tell Seth that I said hi and tell him, believe me, I know he's got a lot going on, but he's welcome on here anytime as well. We look definitely forward to the next uh, fight to win. It's going to be in Miami. I'll keep everybody posted on my social media. Make sure you check out, is it fighttowin.com? 
F2WBJJ.com. F2WBJJ.com. And I'll give that out at the end of the show uh, today, too. All right, Missy. Hey, a million thank yous for coming on. We look forward to that big next fight to win, and we'll talk to you real soon. Okay, my friend? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, a million thank yous. Missy Estrada, everybody, make sure you check him out. We'll be right back after this. was loaded, loaded with some great guests, man. It was ladies' night, and they all came through, man. I'm telling you, well, I know I have a lot to talk about, but when I get them on, there's just so much that I want to talk about. And speaking about talking a lot, Paul's Photos. Paul's Photos is far and away the best store for your camera needs. Located in the city of Torrance, they have the best prices and professional advice from beginner to pro. Still photos or video, Paul's Photos will take care of all your photo and video needs. Located at 23845 Hawthorne Boulevard in the city of Torrance. You can call Mark at 310-375-7014. And you can always go to paulsphoto.com. Paul's Photo, ready, willing, and able to help with all your camera needs. Make sure you check them out. And it was great to have Naomi on. Naomi from Yards After Contract uh, got to talk a little bit about those custom cornhole boards and how we play chop trivia. And we moved it over from asking questions to to – I'm watching – as a matter of fact, I got the – one, two, three TVs on, and and one has that cornhole championships on there. And, man, those guys stink them suckers like it's nothing. So if you want to check out – Yards After Contact, you can check them out. Printing service, apparel, and, of course, custom cornhole boards. Check them out at yardsaftercontact.com. And you can also check out their Facebook page, which has great pictures of some of their work. You can check out the custom cornhole boards. I like the Long Beach one and that Raiders. They, they had a white claw up there, one that was really cool. I mean, you definitely have to check them out. And especially their custom UWC shirts modeled by our own Manny Pinson. That's Yards After Contact. Get your custom gear today. Awesome. Just pure awesomeness with Yards After Contact. But I'm telling you, man, when I get these people on, I got so much to talk about. And I know, you know, we we, we really want to – I'll give them this. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> that's, that's supposed to be the applause. But we'll give this to me for downloading that. That's how I feel because it, I don't know. It sounds like a herd of locusts, but <clears throat> big thanks for them to coming on. I know we we usually like use this as a vehicle to showcase a lot of the SoCal pro wrestlers, but when we have a chance to get some of these fighters on, and it's funny how how Missy and I were talking about le- legitimizing uh, a show. That's what it, you know when you get people like that. When you get a Missy Estrada who is like the main 
uh, one of the main cogs, if you will, in Fight to Win that gets everything going, you know, that legitimizes your show because they do Fight to Win is one of the biggest grappling tournaments that's going today. Guys are getting paid. They're able to open up their own schools and all that because and it's something to shoot for. And like Pauline and Julie uh, and Daniel said, hey, man, if I'm going to go for something, I want to go for the best. And that's where they have the best grapplers. So it's good to have all. And, of course, Pauline Peter Macias, who – I'm telling you, man, I got to book an hour for her because we can go on for days. She is definitely uh, one of the one of the great uh, fighters. She's up and coming. You know, she's been putting in her time. She's been paying her dues. So it's only a matter of time till she gets what she's going to get. She takes the sports here, as well as Julianne Daniels. She with the grappling. You know, they're in it every day, and they're they're making sure they hone their skills. You know, and keep them going. So always great to have ladies night on. They they're on a different mindset. They're just going to go. They want to get that win. They're not going to, you know, be wasting time with let me strategize and do this and that they just go for it and that's why we like having them on here so big thanks to all our sponsors paul's photos and of course yards after contact and of course our guest uh naomi from yards after uh, contact when you hear the replay she's right at the beginning and of course pauline peter macias julianne daniels and missy estrada from fight to win appreciate you guys hanging with me and listening to all my to all my uh going on and on with these people, but we're just going to keep rolling, man. We're going to make sure we keep loading it up on Sunday. You know, after the football game, you can check us out. You know, I know it was a big football game today, so hopefully if you didn't hear us live, you can hear us on the after show. So we'll talk to everybody then. We'll see everybody here next Sunday. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon.